Hi, filmmakers. Jason Brubaker with Filmmaking Stuff, where we show you how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. I'd like to welcome you to the show. I am talking to you from sunny Southern California, and today's topic is one that's within my wheelhouse. I want to talk to you a little bit about um, your movie marketing strategy. And before I get too far into that, I'd like to just take a quick second and let you know that I really appreciate the emails, and I love it when you write stuff um, on when you log into iTunes and you write like a little review about this podcast, that really helps me help more and more people. So I, I just appreciate you taking a minute. Uh, thanks so much for all the feedback. So here, here's the big dilemma that we're seeing out here in, in the world of independent filmmaking. Um, things have changed significantly through the past few years. It used to be that finding a distribution deal was a pain in the butt. You'd make a movie you get into festivals and you'd hope, uh, against all hope, that somebody would pick up your movie. Um, if you can imagine that, you spend all that time and effort creating a product and then nobody wants to buy your product. Um, that's a pain in the butt. The good news is, you know, finding movie distribution is no longer your problem. And I'm going to repeat that. Finding movie distribution is not your problem. I'm going to explain a heck of a lot more about what I mean later in this podcast. But for right now, I have a quick question for you. And you can respond to me as if I could hear you, but I really couldn't hear you. But let me just ask this question anyway. What is your movie marketing strategy? I'll just repeat it one more time. What is your movie marketing strategy? Now, the reason I ask the question is because, you know, we need to solve a major problem in the independent filmmaking community. And I mean, yes, you and me. And before I tell you about some of the awesome solutions out there, I want to first kind of talk a little bit more about the problem. And this is a problem many filmmakers do not realize that they have. And I'm going to give you a hint. It has to do with your movie marketing strategy. Probably makes sense because I talked about that a little bit earlier. But specifically, how do you source and engage an audience? How do you find your rabid fan base? Now, if you are like most filmmakers, your goal is obviously to make a movie. And odds are good that this is one of the first times, if you're listening to this podcast, one of the first times you've considered your own movie marketing strategy. So, I mean, you know, you know you need Twitter. You know you need Facebook and a robust mailing list and people who can't wait to see your work. And to get there, you know social media is, is vitally important. But you probably also know that raising money, hiring crew, refining your script so that you can actually finish your movie is equally, if not more important. Because obviously, if you didn't have a movie, what are we talking about here? And I, I understand. I have been there myself. And I can tell you this. You know, when your time and your energy is limited and you're trying to get all that other stuff done, the last thing that you want to do is think about your movie marketing. And, and you know, even though you know the world's changing and you're listening to this podcast right now, there's probably still a small part of you that assumes that if you make a good movie, some major movie distributor is going to come along, swoop in, and do all of this marketing stuff that I'm describing. And frankly, you never know. I'm an optimist. You might get lucky. You might win an upfront cash advance and a three-picture studio deal, and that would be spectacular. Um, but since only a small minority of filmmakers garner these types of deals, I want to just take some time to be a little bit more pragmatic, and I'd like to focus on the other 99% of filmmakers that don't get those deals. 
And so here's the question, you know, what if your movie does have an awesome run at the festivals? What if it garners a heck of a lot of buzz and against your wildest dreams, you find yourself getting several calls from distributors who want to actually pick up your movie? Well, first of all, you should pat yourself on the back and congratulate yourself. Um, You know, if you're a first-time filmmaker, getting this type of attention from a distributor is utterly exciting. But here's the thing that happens. Once the excitement dies down and you actually start looking at those agreements, those contracts, and you start reading the fine print, that little itty-bitty print, you might notice that very few of these distributors are providing you with something called a minimum guarantee. Um, In the industry, we usually refer to a minimum guarantee as an MG. Um, Sometimes people refer to it as an upfront cash advance, but it's money that is guaranteed to you. It's usually paid up front. And if you're fortunate enough to get an MG, then odds are good, and, and here's sort of the tricky part, odds are good that the amount of your MG is much less than you ever anticipated. Ouch. And the reason for this is pretty simple. Um, Production is cheaper. You got a lot more people making movies. And then the DVD market, it's eroded. It's been replaced with video on demand. And what this means is there are a a gazillion affordable ways to upload your movie and share it with the world. So we're talking about this thing called supply versus demand. And, And for you economics majors out there, Um, what really happens is if you have more supply, there's a heck of a lot less demand. So here's the dealio. As a result of this video-on-demand shift, many of the former film distributors out there have now become what's called a video-on-demand aggregator. It's kind of the same thing, really. Um, They're serving as a middleman between you and the video-on-demand platforms. So if you talk with a few of these distributors and you realize that most of, well, let me just take a step back. When you talk to a few of these distributors, you're going to quickly realize that most of them offer the exact same solution. And and I'm using the word distributor and aggregator interchangeably. Um, there are some nerds out there that would tell me the difference. But what I'm really talking about here is a middleman between you and the marketplace. So everything's kind of become the same. Uh, In other words, like all roads lead to iTunes, all roads lead to cable video on demand, all roads lead to Amazon, all roads lead to all the other platforms that are out there. And when you talk to these aggregators slash distributors, most of them are going to tell you that they are better than the other, than the, the other distributor or the other aggregator because quote, they know the guy at iTunes or they know the guy at Amazon or they know so-and-so and they can get you special placement. Now, if you've been listening to this for a while, you've probably heard me talk about special placement. Um, a special placement is not guaranteed. Every, every distributor under the sun wants to get special placement. Duh. And what special placement is, is it means that they can put your movie on a particular page, like the homepage of, of a particular platform, so that your movie gets discovered a lot more from people who would otherwise never see it. But special placement's limited. Even if you get it, it's only going to last a couple weeks. Um, and once special placement dies down, if you don't have a plan B, um, your money's going to drop off. So, you know, what, what happens is when these distributors are making a pitch to you, 
um, and I've been there. I've been, I've worked in movie acquisitions, um, and I know what it's like to cold call filmmakers and try to convince them that they should go with your company versus the next guy. You know, what quickly becomes apparent is every distributor slash aggregator, they're saying the exact same pitch, right? Oh, well, I know the guy over there at that platform and I'll get you special placement. Or we've been in business for 50 years and we're so great. Well, look, video on demand is relatively new. So you've been in business for 50 years and that might have worked well in the DVD market. But unless you have a robust mailing list that is um, segmented towards your market, you know, the question is, where's the value? And so that really brings me to my next point. And I got to ask you something. Are you ready for this? Okay, here it is. Movie distribution has become a commodity. In other words, there's nothing spectacular about it anymore. It's a commodity. And, you know, I've said it finally. But it's what everybody's thinking anyway, so somebody had to say it. And so here's the truth. If, if you want to get your movie into the marketplace, you absolutely can. For those of you sitting in front of uh, a computer, go ahead and do some Internet searches in a new tab. Um, you're going to quickly find out that for a few thousand dollars, you can access most any of the transactional video-on-demand platforms. Now, cable video-on-demand and Netflix are still very tricky because they operate in many ways like a traditional deal. And you need to have like a middleman. You need to have some relationships to get into there. So there's a value proposition there for the traditional distributors. But for the most part, like your transactional players like iTunes, you can simply bypass the middleman and go straight through an iTunes-approved encoding house that also has an aggregation deal. So you would pay money up front to the encoding house and say, I want to get this movie on iTunes. They say, fine, you pass QC, you get delivered to iTunes, assuming everything goes well, and you don't have any uh, technical hiccups and, and your content's okay. Then, you know, you get on iTunes. And what about Amazon? Well, that's easy enough. Go to createspace.com. You can get your movie on Amazon. And if you want to sell your movie on your own website, go to any one of the hundreds of video-on-demand platforms out there. I have friendships over at Indie Rain. I have friendships over at PivotShare. Um, I have friendships at, Watch, at the Watchbox. I mean, you know, the list goes on and on. There's quite a few of them out there. And all of this is to say that finding movie distribution is actually not your problem at all. The real problem for filmmakers, and I alluded to it earlier, is audience engagement. How is it that you're going to source an audience for your movie? How are you going to find people who care about your movie? And from there, how do you make it easy for your fans to share your movie with their friends? In other words, how do you find and exponentially grow your audience? So to this end, you know, as part of your movie marketing strategy, one of the things that you must do is create a valuable internet experience for your audience. And you got to do this well before you make your movie. So those of you listening to this and you're just in like, the screenwriting stage of your movie, you should already be thinking about who your audience is and you should already be building some internet real estate so that you can attract that audience and start building a relationship from from today on, right? So in the simplest form, here's what you need to do. Um, you got to refine your movie website and you got to add a blogging component. So your blog should include access to exclusive interesting content focused on your movie. But Jason, I'm still writing a screenplay. What do I do? Take pictures of yourself writing a screenplay and, and write some narrative around it so that people have a story from start to finish. Um, think of this kind of content 
it, it think of it like the behind the scenes content that would normally go on a DVD as bonus material, right? And if you think that way, now you're just revealing your bonus material before your movie's made, and you can use that as a magnet to attract your audience. The second thing is you absolutely must do this. And I, and I talk to filmmakers all the time and, and they always put it off or they always do some sort of amateur thing. Um, but you got to collect email and contact information. Um, one of my partner companies, they pay me to promote, but if you go to audiencelist.com, audiencelist.com, that's my referral link for AWeber. Um, AWeber is the email marketing service I use for all of my emails at, at this point in time, at the time of this recording, but I've been using them, oh gosh, since 2009. And, and it's, it's one of these things where you want to use a third-party email service provider because email is vitally important to your filmmaking business. Um, and, you know, I, I talk about that in other podcasts. I certainly talk about that on my website. But what it really means is, you know, if you ever visit the Filmmaking Stuff website to get an example of how this works, as soon as you're on the site, within like 30 seconds, there's this big opt-in form that comes up and it's like, hey, want to make a movie this year? You know, sign up here and, and my free uh, e-course will be delivered directly to your inbox. By the way, if you're not on my list, you, you should absolutely be on my list if you like this kind of content. Um, but anyway, what's, what's happening here is that form is asking you for your name and your email address. And the reason for this is incredibly simple. Through email, what is happening is I'm working to build a relationship with you. And so what, and the way that I do that is, is I do it by sharing what I hope are very interesting and valuable filmmaking um, um, tips and strategies and, and overall information that can help you get your movie made, seen, and sold. And by the way, I'm doing it right now on this podcast. So what can you do to add value to your own subscribers? Now, all the time I get, e I get emails from people that are like, hey, I made this movie about, um, it's a food documentary. Can you please blast your list and tell them about my food documentary? Now, I'm obviously not going to do that because my list is filmmakers. It, maybe if you made a documentary about, you know, the struggles filmmakers face of putting a movie together, if it's interesting and it's not like all the other ones, that would pertain to my list a little bit more than sending them a food documentary or some sort of email about purple pine cones, which they don't really care about. So, your audience is actually not other filmmakers. Your audience happens to be whoever you're trying to attract to see your movie. So everything that you do should be geared towards adding value to that type of audience. And by adding value, what you're doing is you're bringing them in and they're getting some information. And then, you know, your movie is icing on the cake. Um, great examples of that. I did mention food documentary. Take a look at what Food Matters did. I mean, they build a huge community around their around their titles, and, and movies are just, like I said, icing on the cake. Um, the guy that, uh, Joe Cross, he did a Fat, Sick, and Almost Dead, I think that's the title. Sorry if I got that wrong, but it's something like that, about these guys that decided to go on a juice fast and completely change their life. Well, one of the things that Joe Cross does is on his website, he not only built a huge community of followers that are into juicing, um, not the steroid juicing, but actually drinking pure juice, and he actually sells uh, blenders, you know, through some referral, I mean, uh, juicers through referral codes, of which I think I bought one a while ago after I saw that movie. I was so inspired, to, which I've used twice, you know, but the point being is what kind of value can you add to your audience? And then finally, let's talk a little bit about film distribution. You know, we now know that growing your audience is your real business. 
Um, and you got to think about it that way. So if you were to go get a traditional film distribution deal, the first thing that aggregators are going to look at or distributors is like, well, what's the risk to reward ratio? And if you come at them and you only have a movie and that's all you have, that represents a huge risk. That means that they're going to have to spend a ton of money to do all the things that we've been talking about this whole podcast. But if you can go to those aggregators and say, hey, I got 10,000 raving fans that can't wait to see this movie on my email list, they're all accessible and they're, and they're chomping at the bit. Well, that gives you some leverage and you might have the ability to score a much bigger deal or you might have the ability to say, you know what, why do I even need this distribution deal? I'm just going to send an email to my 10,000 fans and, and make my sales directly. Either way, that's the powerful way to look at your filmmaking business. It's not the other way around where you're like, oh, I hope somebody picks up my movie. I mean, that's not a business. That's hope. Hope is not a strategy. I mean, it's a strategy, but it's not a very viable business. So here's a little bit more of a solid strategy. You need to ca do something to capture email on your website. You need to drive targeted visitors to your website. And then you have to just hit everybody with as much value as you possibly can leading up to the release of your movie. So in this sense, you're not only building a relationship for your current movie, but you're building relationships for your next movie. And if you do it right... Now you can build a solid fan base for your entire career. And the reason this is important is, you know, capturing email and building those relationships helps you in two major ways. First of all, it allows you to sell more copies of the movie you're working on right now when you finally take it to market. But secondly, if you're in that position where you want to go out and raise some more money for your next movies, what you can do is you can leverage your audience to crowdfund and test your movie concepts for new movies before you even make the movie while you still have the idea. And you can also, I mean, imagine going to a prospective investor and saying, hey, Mr. Prospective Investor, once again, I got 10,000 raving fans that can't wait to see my next movie. Um, and I just need to raise some money so that I can sell this movie directly to the people that want to see it. I mean, it's not... You know, these concepts are not uh, overly complicated, but it does involve some work. It involves you, you know, really taking some time to come up with and to repeat it again, a marketing strategy that works. So, you know, uh, to, to kind of sum it all up, again, your movie marketing strategy is all about you sourcing and exponentially growing your audience. And the truth of the matter is only you can do this. And by you, I mean you and maybe some people on your team that you decide to bring on that are really good at this kind of stuff. But only you can do this. Uh, again, your audience is your business. Without an audience, you have no business. Um, those of you listening to this right now, if you are looking for additional information on how to source and exponentially grow your audience and then market your movie, I want you to just open up a new tab and check out my independent producer's guide to digital distribution. Um, go to howtosellyourmovie.com. Uh, once again, visit howtosellyourmovie.com. As always, you know, please let me know if you have questions. Feel free to send me an email or, or write some comments. Um, this has been another awesome podcast. I'm Jason Brubaker with filmmakingstuff.com.